Hello and welcome to the NC Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to come and build a profitable property portfolio that completely aligns with their goals. And can I let you into something exciting that's happening this month or actually in a couple of weeks time? We may be opening the doors again and we only do this a few times a year. So if you haven't yet got on the waiting list, you're going to need to do that by heading over to www.ncrealestatemembersclub.com. I'm going to put the link in the show notes below. Make sure you get on that waiting list because you're going to be wanting to be the first person in the members club or the first group of people because I've got some very, very special bonuses. All will be revealed in the coming weeks. And if you want to see the videos and a webinar that I'm launching just before we open, you're going to want to be in the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group. So head on over to Facebook and then type in the search bar, Property Investment Mastery, Join the group and you will also be the first in to know about it. I am so excited for this to all come out. Uh, my team and I have been working on this for months. It is very, very exciting. So please, if you're listening to this, definitely get yourself on that waiting list and definitely come into the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group because there's a lot of goodness coming up. So links below in the show notes. Make sure that you're clicking on them and you're using them because everything that I put out is for you so that you can be a successful property investor too. Right. Did you hear my podcast last week? I was actually on annual leave last week because I was away getting married and I'm back. Here we are five days after the wedding ceremony, back in the podcasting studio, back at work. It's very strange, actually. I managed to have a full week off where I wasn't doing anything, barely answering emails, really not on social media at all. I wanted to have that break because number one, so much going on, so many people that we hadn't seen in ages who'd come to party with us and had a good time. So I wanted to give them the most attention that I possibly could. I hadn't seen my nephew in months and months and months and months. He FaceTimes me probably about once a week. And every uh, every week he's getting bigger and he's learning my name. He waves at me. He's like, hiya. And I love that so much. So when I actually got to pick him up and give him a good squeeze, I wanted to spend a lot of time with him. I saw my family, my grandma, my extended family, friends. Uh, people flew in from all over the world. For those of you who are members of my members club, Lorenza runs the community management side of things. She is the community manager for the members club. She looks after everybody in the members club, make sure that everybody is pointed in the right direction so that you're getting the most from it. And you can be in contact with me whenever you need to be. And Lorenza and I are very rarely in the same continent. We try and make sure that we are at least once a year. But apart from that, we speak all the time on WhatsApp, Skype, Facebook Messenger, however we can get in contact with each other. We're always in constant contact. But having this face-to-face -face contact, we don't do that so much. So it was lovely. She came to the wedding too. We had a great 
night out on Friday night before the wedding. Um, and then we had the wedding on the Saturday. So it was lovely to see everybody. It really, really was. It flew by, but we had the best time. I was still in a club at 2 a.m. On the, on the Sunday morning after the wedding because we were just out with everybody. We just wanted to soak everybody up and stay with them for as long as we possibly could because we knew we weren't going to have all of our friends and family in that space for much longer. So brilliant, brilliant, brilliant time. Um, so many photos. If you follow me on Facebook or on Instagram, uh, at Natasha C. Collins, you'll see those photos coming out over the next coming weeks. Uh, we're waiting for them to come back from the photographer. I've dripped a couple that I've got from friends and family, but once we've got the professional ones, I will share them so that if you're interested, you can have a look. If you're not, that's okay. Ignore them. We'll move back onto the property content. But hey, this is a big chapter of my life and I do want to make sure that I share it and celebrate it. So what else was I doing whilst I was back in the UK? I did spend a little bit of time on my property portfolio. When I say a little bit of time, literally a couple of hours. Um, my mum has a property portfolio as well and I wanted to help her out with her properties. She has one and I think I was telling you about this uh, a couple of weeks ago that is a bungalow and it has quite a big plot of land and I wanted to see what we could do to improve the value, increase the size of the bungalow. In my mind I had this idea that we could put two semi-detached houses on it, not knowing whether that was 100% possible because I hadn't been there in a little while. I wanted to get an architect to come and have a look so I arranged to meet an architect with my mum, we went to the property and we had a look around, uh, make sure that I bought all the plans and we really did have a very thorough wander around. Now, when we got there, this is something that I want to talk to you about and why it's so important to inspect more often than not. So if you think that months are passing by and you've not seen your property, it's probably a good time to schedule to go and have a look and see what's going on. Uh, we got there to notice that mum's neighbor had knocked down the fence between her property and their property and had built an extension on the party wall with windows at waist height really to where they to where you're stood which was quite a bit of a shock especially because mum wasn't informed that this was going to happen and she definitely hadn't been to inspect it in a couple of months and this was a additional bathroom extension which the neighbors had just put up uh, and the tenants had not notified mum that this was happening they seemed to be pretty fine about it and they're actually moving out next month so really they don't care and so that led to the questions about whether there had been any party wall notices raised if you don't know what a party wall notice is, it's to do with the Party Wall Act 1996. And what this is, is that if you or your neighbor is doing works on the party wall or the boundary, then they need to notify you of the works via a party wall notice. Now they should do this between two months and 12 months before they're about to start works. So they're meant to give you the list of exactly what's happening and they need to give you the option to either use your own surveyor, or use their surveyors or not use any surveyors at all so that you can get it surveyed to make sure that the neighbors aren't gonna do any damage to your property. 
Now, the problem that mom has here with this property is they've taken down the, the boundary, which is the fence. So there's now not that line which shows exactly where the boundary is. So what subsequently happened was we had to take a lot of photos and send that off to the solicitors just to figure out whether they had crossed the boundary line or not. It turned out that they hadn't. There is, a, there is actually quite a detailed plan, shockingly. This very, very rarely happens actually with land registry. You've got a really clear dividing line between where the neighboring property is and where her property is. It's just frustrating that she'd not seen because now she's got a window that overlooks her garden. I guess her saving grace is from that, that she can now put up another, uh, put up another fence if that's what she wants to do. There is nothing stopping her doing that and I'm sure she's going to do it, which again will protect her privacy. Not great for the neighbors. I don't know why they wanted to build a, a window that overlooks someone else's garden. Hmm, strange. I don't think that would be necessarily something that I would do. But the long and short of that story is, is that you need to be inspecting your properties regularly. And I'm not calling mum out because she does a very good job at managing her property portfolio. Uh, it just so happened that within that three months since she'd last been there, this had all happened and the tenants hadn't let her know of any works that might be going on and when we did ask the tenants who were there that day they said oh yes neighbors have been around they've knocked on the doors and we've said it's absolutely fine and so the neighbors have gone fine okay great tenants have said yes um no problem we'll crack on so that had been what had happened but again can you imagine if they'd built over the boundary line, the dispute that then ensues because of that and the fact that there's already a structure there, so you're going to have to get solicitors involved, you may have to put an injunction in place, so many different things that can happen purely by not inspecting your property regularly or getting your managing agents to go and inspect regularly. And then from there, you also need to be taking pictures, you need to be recording everything that you're doing and making sure that you know exactly what's going on. After all, by doing that, you're protecting the value of your property. And you might be saying, well, what happens if I don't agree to the work on the party wall? Well, at that point, you can raise a dispute and the dispute can be settled by alternative dispute resolution. Normally you get both surveyors in involved. So your side surveyors and their side surveyors and they go and they negotiate on it and make sure that both parties are happy with what's happening. So, there are ways around this. And usually the person that's building, unless there's any damage on your side, um, the person that's building is responsible for all of the costs associated with it. So don't be nervous about doing it. It's with well within your rights to do, uh, to get that party will notice. And if someone's not served the party will notice, you go and knock on the door and you say, hey, you need to be serving a party will notice on. You have to stop works until you've done that. And from there you can then have that conversation and it shouldn't really be an angry confrontational conversation it shouldn't be anything like that it really should be something that is just calm you both want to make sure that your interests are protected you both want to protect the value of your property so work on it from that kind of an angle but as I said inspect so that this doesn't happen and there's not that mad panic where you're having to crawl around the boundary line underneath fences to check what on earth is going on. 
you know, just don't ever want to get to that stage. There's no point in panicking, especially when your mom is already panicked because it's two days before your wedding and she really wants to get involved. And oh my gosh, she's now got this to deal with too. So <laughs> go and inspect and figure out uh, what exactly is going on. So back to the architect meeting. Uh, the architect was lovely, 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 lovely. We had a great conversation, um, very honest with me and said, Tasha, I don't think it's probably wise that you knock down a perfectly good bungalow and put two semi-detached properties on it. He said, why don't we turn this into a massive four bed bungalow? There's adequate parking. So there's enough parking on the drive for four cars at the moment. And what we were going to do is see if we could put three cars instead and have a nice uh, conservatory at the end of the drive with an extra long living room. Then we're gonna turn the garage into an additional bedroom and we can also extend out the back, which also would be far cheaper than bringing a whole bungalow down and putting it back up. So right now we are going through the costs of how much that will actually cost to do whether it's worth it or not. Uh, with the tenants moving out on in August, mum's actually only got another eight months left on that mortgage product that she's got right now before it falls out of its fixed term. So really what we want to do is spend the next eight months uh, putting plans together. We're, we're dealing with Bath and Northeast Somerset Council. They take six to eight months with planning. And bearing in mind, we've got... Uh, Christmas. I know we're a long way out and I don't really like mentioning it at this time in July, but we do have to think about the fact that most councils go into shutdown over the Christmas period. So that's going to take a little bit longer. So uh, what we're hoping is that we can potentially get these plans in place and then we can think about, okay, well, do we want to go ahead and do this or is there value in selling with the planning permission? In which case, when uh, we come to the end of the fixed term of the mortgage, we start looking at whether we can get vacant possession and selling it on to a family who might want to build out that massive four bed bungalow. The good news is, is it's right opposite a really highly rated school, very close to a Tesco's, opposite a good doctor's surgery. So it's got quite a lot of amenities around there. And also, uh, some really good dog walking routes down over the valley behind Bath into English Coombe. So it's beautiful, a really beautiful part of Bath and got great views over Bath as well. So from that point of view, it is the perfect location. The only difficulty with it is that the driveway comes out onto a T-junction, which isn't ideal, but that was given planning permission back in 1997. So it is what it is. Uh, but that's what we were working on there. If we can get additional money out of it, actually, it would be a really, really good thing to do, mainly because mum does want to sell that property so that she can pay off the mortgage on the property that she currently lives in. And then she can start thinking about retirement and everything that comes with that. So that's the long term ambition with that property. We shall see from my point of view. The other reason that I think that it would be uh, a good idea to see if we can do this is that 15 doors down, my grandma has a similar size bungalow, but with additional land in the back of the uh, bungalow as well. So maybe if we can do that with mom's bungalow, we'd also be able to do something similar with grandma's bungalow. Grandma's bungalow is just overlooked by more properties. So I'm always thinking about how we can add value, what we can do, constantly keeping an eye on planning permissions that are allowed in uh, the local area 
just to see what other people are doing and if there's any scope for us to add as well. So that's that's why it's so important to inspect, get out on foot, look up, look and see what other people are doing as well. And then from that point of view, you can start thinking, hmm, okay, is there potential for me to add value to my property in the way that they've done it? And if you're feeling neighborly, you can always get in contact with your neighbors, ask them how much they paid for it, which contractor did it. There's no harm if they've done it, there's not gonna be any reason for them to go, oh, no, I don't want you doing its competition. It doesn't work like that. So I think all in all, it was a really good couple of hours of my time spent because now uh, when we get the information back from the architect about what we can do, what we can't do, how long it's going to take, what the estimated price is, I can then do a cost analysis and see whether it's going to work or not and move forward from there. It's also wise to do this 12 months out, really, because you need to be thinking about the long term of what you want to do with your property portfolio and how you want things to work. So always diarize back. So if you know your fixed term is coming to an end in eight to 12 months time, what do you need to look at now? Can you get that architect out? Can you get that building surveyor out? Can you just go and inspect yourself to see what the condition of the premises is? Also, when do you need to remortgage? If you're going to remortgage, perhaps you look at it six to three to six months out. Actually, you need to leave it, get it done or start looking at it as early as you possibly can. Mortgage lenders are requiring far more hoops for you to jump through. So if you can do that three to six months out and start speaking to your broker, that's a really good time to start doing that. And if you're going to sell the property, Again, I would get the agent around six months in advance and then ask agents and speak to three different agents. Ask the agents, how much is this property worth now? What do you think I can do to it to add value? Because when you sell, you always want to have your property in the best possible condition. You do not want to sell something that's going to hang around on the market. The whole idea of, of selling a property is, you put it in the best possible condition. Hey, look at this amazing place that you can move into. That's where the value is going to come from. So make sure that you're asking the agent what you can do to improve the chances of sale. And then three months out, because usually it takes, well, more than three months actually in my experience, thinking back to it, but it takes a while to sell a property. So three months out, you can start thinking about getting the pictures done, anything else you need done and then putting it on the market. So using your mortgage and the fixed term as a guide can really, really, really help you. So think back and then inspect at those times. Similarly, with tenancy agreements, you should also be doing the same. So if you have a tenancy agreement that's coming to an end, say in a couple of months time, have a look at what's going on in the property a month before the tenancy agreement comes to an end. And then you can think, okay, well, what do I need to ask this tenant to do? Because it's always far more polite and beneficial for the landlord and tenant relationship if you ask the tenant to sort things out rather than you get to the end date and you go, hey, I'm deducting all of this from your deposit. Don't do that. Give the tenant an opportunity to sort it out themselves. Tell them what you want them to buy. Tell them the quality of the paint or whatever. In my experience, that has always worked better. And then that also gives you time to know what's going on, to know how you're going to remarket it, to instruct agents. 
and you're doing things in a really logical manner. So that leads me back to inspections. You make sure that you're having those diarized in so you don't miss anything. You're always ready for what's going next. With being a property investor and thus being a property manager, because that's what you're doing ultimately, you need to be proactive rather than reactive. And that's how things run so much smoother. So as a key action point from this podcast, now, now that you're thinking about it, go and have a look at all the key dates for your property portfolio, the key dates, or even your own home. When is your mortgage fixed term coming to an end? When are your tenants moving out? When does your gas safety certificate need to be done? When do you next need to do your EPC? When do you next need to do your electrical safety? And diarize the date that it, it needs to be done by but then put a reminder a month or two before, or in the case of a remortgage, that's three to six months before, or if you are looking to sell even 12 months before, so you can start making decision on what you need to do to make sure that that property is in the best possible condition for sale, whether that is you're going to go through planning permission to increase the value there, whether you're going to have to do some redecoration or a tart up you know, whatever you need to do so that then over the space of the next 12 months, you know exactly what's going on. So that's what I took away from going and having a look at the bungalow. And then from there, I was also, uh, I actually stayed in one of my apartments in Central Bath, which was lovely. It's nice to be down there because it, it, honestly, that's one of my favorite places to be. It overlooks uh, one of the valleys and it also you can see the hills in the background and I've got cherry blossom trees outside it absolutely gorgeous the one thing that I tend to do is when I when I go and look at my properties I'm like looking at it with a real you know up close I'm like what do I need to do and one of the things that had happened whilst we were down there is that uh, open reach were changing over the internet supplies and Chris was getting very frustrated over the fact that we did not have any internet for a couple of days and I said I'll go down there and I'll speak to the engineers and find out what's happening he said to me don't cause a scene don't go down there don't go and speak to them I said but you're getting annoyed he's like it's fine we're getting married we shouldn't really be online so anyway <laughs> I kind of forgot about it with all of everything that was going on. And then I had a phone call yesterday from TalkTalk, Talk, who are the internet provider there. Um, Hi, Miss Collins, would you like some fiber? I was thinking to myself, hooray, they finally put fiber into Bath rather than having to wish for some fast internet and not really getting anything through this, the socket. On the 25th of July, I am being switched in that flat to a fiber internet connection yes <laughs> fast internet again back in that flat which means that i can switch back on my internet tvs which i haven't been able to do for a while because the internet speeds were getting so appalling but every time we tried to switch there was nobody else who would take over the connection so for me that was a fantastic thing to come out of uh having no internet I'm glad it happened whilst I was there not whilst I had guests staying because chances are they'd be on the phone uh, screaming at me about it so actually what I'm now going to do with that flat I, I have a mortgage coming up uh, the fixed term on that mortgage is coming up 
at the end of October, I think. So what I'm, I'm actually going to do is try and switch that on to a better rate product. I'll take a little bit of money out of it. That one's on a repayment uh, because I want to I want to keep that and that's going to be kind of my family base in Centre of Bath because I don't think I'd like to, but I don't necessarily think that we would move back to Bath permanently. But having that space very, very central Bath would be fabulous for me and having, if I want to take my family there at any point to visit. So I think what I'm going to do is continue keeping that on a repayment, not necessarily take much money out of it, enough to redo the sash windows, which definitely need doing, put a new bathroom in and again, just simple redecoration. So it's not going to cost me a lot of money, but keep that ticking over. Um, get some great TVs for in there, make it all beautiful. It's beautiful at the moment, but I mean, imagine what I can do now. I've got fibre internet here. And also I need to get a new bathroom in there as well. And um, Again, with it being a grade two listed building, we do not get really high, um, high powered water through there. So I'm going to need to get some additional pumps to get that shower better than it is at the moment. It's fine. I can wash my hair in it and it's, it covers you in water. I just, it's, I like a good shower. I really like a good shower. I'm a, I honestly, that's one of my, I'd like one of those rainwater showers, you know, where you have the big heads and that's me. That's off what I want in that bathroom. So how I'm going to make that happen at the moment, I don't quite know, but that is the goal. Um, and so I, I want to take a little bit of money back out of that property to be able to do it. But ultimately I'm going to pay it down because as my other properties come up uh, for remortgage, I'll take some money out of that and then I can reinvest that property I just always want it to look nice so that is the goal there I was glad I got to go down and see it so that was my that was my week of inspection shall we say I didn't I didn't work too hard a little bit but you know the ultimate goal was uh, getting married which happened so that's what I've been doing with my property portfolio. That's the reason you need to go and inspect so that you can see these little things before they even crop up. And then from there, you can start making a plan. You don't have to do everything immediately. I know I'm one of these people who I get given an action task. I'm like, yeah, that's gonna solve the world. Let's go do it right now. But I also understand the need to plan. And so what I do is in my diary, I put down all of these key dates and then from there, I can take action on it. And things that happen more slowly, but that are planned, always last the longest. Always, always last the longest. So bear that in mind. Get your planners out once you've finished doing this. And do it now. Write down all the key dates before you forget. Because then what you'll do is you'll forget. A year will pass you by and you'll think, oh, damn, I just my fixed term just came to an end and now I'm in a variable rate and I'm paying 6% and ouch, I'm not making any as much profit as I used to be. So don't let that be you. Get planning for what you're going to do because that's how you're going to keep making the most from your property portfolio. So there we have it. I hope that was a useful podcast for you. I'm glad to be back. Wow, so much going on. Do remember to go and get yourself on the members club waiting list. 
ncrealestatemembersclub.com. Go, 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 go. And come over to the Property Investment Mastery Facebook group for all of the awesome surprises that are going to be going on over there. So thank you for listening to me this week. I'm so glad that you came and joined me. If you want to find out any more about me, head on over to www.ncrealestate.co.uk. And I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.